Somewhere between the worlds of technology and digital design resides the Cash All Podcast. Here to share thoughts, news, and ideas about coding, graphic design, digital tools, and more is your host, Brandon Peterson. Hey, it is the postseason of the Major League Baseball season. How awesome is that? Major League Baseball playoffs are awesome, especially when your team makes it, and especially if you're a Phillies fan and you haven't got to see him playing the Phillies for or playing the playoffs for like 11 years. Back last April, we did a episode on here where I was talking about an activity I did with my class, my Computer Apps 2 class. We were learning about spreadsheets. We were learning about data science and analytics. We watched some clips from Moneyball, and then we tried to put that theory into practice with modern baseball. Uh, so we, we checked past results to see how it would work with Bill James' formula, also known as the Pythagorean Theorem of Baseball. And basically, you take your projected run scored, and if it's you divide it by the run scored plus the runs given up, and then you multiply that by 162 for 162 games, and that's going to give you your win projection. And we found it to be pretty uh, to be pretty accurate uh, with how teams did when we compared it with past results. But what if we wanted to try to project how our teams would do? How would we do that? So we use that same formula. We use the same Pythagorean theorem of baseball, and we made a little formula to help us project how players would do. So we took basically we just did an average. Uh, between the 2019 stats and the 2021 stats. But in this formula, 2019 was added in there, and then we had the 2021 stats added in there three times, and then we divided it by four. So it was like 2019 had a multiplier of one, 2021 had a multiplier of three. So that way, more recent results uh, were kind of weighted more heavily in our formula. We omitted 2020 because of the year of COVID and and it was a weird baseball season. So we didn't feel that we would get very good, accurate results from that. Otherwise, we would have done 2020 with a multiplier of two. So it'll be curious to see how this happens next year when we do this in class again to see if that gives us more accurate results as 2020 gets further out of our our, uh, formula and in use with the projections on this. So how did it work for the Phillies? Well, last year when I when we did this with each student and myself did this with our own favorite teams to kind of see how it would work, uh, Phillies were projected for 671.5 runs scored and projected to have 565.25 runs scored against them. And by putting that 671.5 divided by 565.25 plus 671.5 times 162. Uh, using that Pythagorean theorem of baseball by Bill James, that would say the Phillies would win 94.8 games. What actually happened? The Phillies won 87 games, which in the grand scheme of the world, it's not totally off. You know, it's still within seven uh, seven wins or so, um, but there's a couple of reasons why you know this wouldn't work. So what I wanted to do was take a look at this, at these stats, and to see if it could tell kind of the story 
of of what happened with the Phillies this year. So um, what actually happened was the Phillies scored 747 runs, which is more than their projection, but they also gave up 685 runs, which is a lot more than the than the projected runs scored against them. But using that, plugging those into the formula, it says, based off of those stats, the Phillies would actually win 88 games. And they finished with 87 games. So the actual stats, the actual formula, using projected runs and runs against, works great with the formula. So when when we revisit this, we can say, well, what can what do we need to get better at then? We need to get better at finding a way to project how many runs are going to happen and, and, and how many runs that you're going to give up. How can we get better at that? And, and if there's not a way, like why, why weren't they more accurate this year? So the Philadelphia Phillies this year started out really underachieving. Joe Girardi, their, their manager, actually got fired. Uh, he was replaced by Rob Thompson. They, they would give up huge late-inning games. The bullpen was horrible. Um, kind of on pace to be as historically bad as they were the few years before. But things changed under Rob Thompson. He started using players in different ways. Uh, he was he trusted younger players more. And so this kind of also played into uh, these stats on how it worked. Um, another reason why the stats were a little bit different, like uh, rookies. Uh, so Bryson Stott was a player who contributed this year. Uh, I had him marked down as zero because I wasn't really sure how I should project him when he when he didn't have any major league stats. So the rookies who didn't play uh, from the years before, I put a little asterisk next to it so I could kind of plug in those numbers and see um, if those would help with this. You know, like if if we need this many wins to get into the playoffs, we need to be able to count on Bryson Stott to get this many hits for us is kind of what I'm saying with that. So that could be a reason why it didn't work. Um, also, uh, the Phillies were able to uh, get rid of Odubel Herrera, who was a, not a great uh, center fielder for him, and they replaced him with Brandon Marsh. And so uh, Brandon Marsh was able, to was able to contribute some runs to the team. Odubel Herrera was inconsistent and was very bad at defense. While Brandon Marsh is not a great hitter, or maybe even not a good hitter, uh, he is what some consider to be possibly an elite defenser, a, an elite center fielder um, who can make plays there. So that kind of helps. While it doesn't help with the projected runs, it helps with the uh, lowering of the number of projected runs given with his defense. Um, not long after Brandon Marsh came to the team, he was injured and had to miss some time. So uh, that kind of affected that formula a little bit there. Uh, Phillies also picked up David Robertson as a relief pitcher slash closer, uh, which kind of helped them out a little bit. And also picked up a new starter, Noah Snydergaard, uh, who was kind of up and down this season, but it did give the Phillies another potential person who could who could take some starts allowing other people to rest and, and to get a little more depth in that starting pitching lineup. Um, in addition to Odubel Herrera uh, being uh, taken off the roster, Didi Gregorius was also uh, given up off the roster. His defense was okay. It was starting to improve about the time he was let go, but his hitting uh, was really dropping. And then also Jarius Familia, 
was a was a not very good closing pitcher for the Phillies. So they were able to remove in those three cases kind of addition by subtraction, I guess. Uh, Jose Alvarado, another player who is not a very good closer or bullpen uh, pitcher for the Phillies, was sent down to minor leagues. And then when he was brought back, really improved into uh, maybe one of the best players in that bullpen. So that's pretty big. Um, another thing that could have impacted this season, Sir Anthony Dominguez was uh, kind of a, a big-time closer for the Phillies, very reliable, got injured, and then came back and hasn't quite been the same since he's been back. Um, and also Zach Eflin, a starting pitcher, was injured a lot this season and has come back. And now in the playoffs is kind of in that uh, closer and – I don't know, just kind of, he's been a closer for them as of late. Um, also, Phillies were uh, traded away Jojo Romero, and they got Edmund Sosa, Edmundo Souza, uh, who's been a great defensive player for them, providing a spark. So all of these things kind of impacted that formula a little bit and uh, probably kind of tell the story why they didn't get to the uh, same amount of projections as they would have and why they were a little different. Um, we can also look at Nick Castellanos has not really hit as, as good as he was uh, projected to. Uh, he was a big-time hitter uh, and then comes to Philadelphia and didn't have, have very much success. But on the other hand, uh, we can look at Schwarber, Kyle Schwarber, who was brought in as a free agent acquisition going into this year, and uh, he did... Uh, lift the team with a lot of big time home runs uh, with that also. Um, and we also, I almost, how could I forget to mention Bryce Harper was out with injury for a big part of this season too. So um, all of those things kind of come into play and, and change that. And I guess in major league baseball, you, you know, you can't predict everything, but I thought it was a really cool uh, thing to see how, you know, even though the projections weren't there, it was still within seven games. And then when we look at the actual results to the win total, it was within uh, one game for that. And that's crazy. So, yeah, I think this activity was worthwhile to do. I'm excited to keep learning more about it. The, the regular season is over, but the Phillies made it to the expanded wild card spot and they won two games to none to the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. And so now it's Braves week this week. Braves week. Huge, huge for, uh, you know, just to be able to watch a baseball team that you're a fan of. And then following along with these statistics kind of made it fun on a more of a, I guess, professional and learning level for me also. If you are interested in learning more about this kind of thing, I did stumble online across a book that I haven't purchased it yet, but I think I'm going to. It is called Learn to Code with Baseball by Nathan Braun. And it's supposed to teach you how to learn Python programming and data science fundamentals through the concept of baseball. Um, It's available to purchase online at codebaseball.com. The price is $79, which, you know, is a little steep, but if you think of it as like kind of a textbook for... Uh, programming class that makes it seem not so bad. It is over 300 pages. It comes with flashcards. Uh, there are some example scripts that are in it. There are data sets that you can use. 
Uh, there's over like 100 uh, practice problems with full solutions available. And it also claims to have lifetime updates. So um, I'm not sure if that means then they'll send you a new e-copy um, of the book, like when when new updates are made and those type of things. But uh, seems like a pretty cool thing. It's something I'm definitely going to start looking into uh, during the off season and uh, maybe incorporating that into uh, my classroom and just my own learning of, you know, fun ways to play with Python programming in baseball. So there it is. That's this week's episode. Wanted to rehash over that past episode, uh, share these results from it. And again, Pythagorean Theorem of Baseball from Bill James. Moneyball, watch the movie. Um, geek out over these stats with baseball and find fun ways to incorporate it with programming and spreadsheets and all that. Love to hear if any of you followed along with this too as I did uh, this season and, and hear how the results worked for you. And if you have some better ideas of how we can more accurately have our performance projections for runs scored and runs against. Thanks for listening. Like and subscribe if you want notified the moment of new episode releases. You can interact with me online on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok using my handle, CodePeterson, or by visiting CodePeterson.com.